0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All About Pete podcast. Just this weekend I recorded a new episode, and don't ask me how it's possible, but every single time I'm blown away by the conversations I have, and the same goes for this one. On today's episode, I talked to Mr. Glassface, which is his Twitter name. He lives in Nigeria and he has maybe not been the most visible member of International Team Pete, but certainly one with strong opinions, which I appreciate a lot. Um, He asked me if we could also have a conversation on several topics and if he could ask me some questions too. Um, We started out with the meaning and foundations for um, democracy and for having a healthy democracy and we did not stop talking. You find this part more towards the end of the episode and I myself found it very thought-provoking and inspiring and I hope you will feel the same way. We even spoke about doing some more episodes together on the subjects we didn't yet get around to and the chance of this happening are... Pretty good. So let's get on to the episode. So today I have another wonderful guest on my podcast. And uh, I would like to uh, give him uh, the opportunity to um, present himself uh, to you.
1: All right. Hi. Hi. Hi, Duchy, Hi. I am uh, Mr. Glassface on Twitter
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I am a supporter of Pete, um, I live in Nigeria, I'm a supporter of Pete, I am based in Nigeria, um, I'm also Nigerian um and uh, it's phenomenal to see how wide Peat support is uh, across the, the globe um, I'm not the only Nigerian that support Pete uh, I actually follow a few Nigerians that support Pete as well um so it's interesting just uh, just to observe how... He made such a huge impact uh, globally in uh, in just a year. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I, I, do you have any idea how, why that is?
1: Uh, well, um, I would I would think that um, he had a refreshing campaign. Um, it was mm-hmm. one that was. Uh, sort of against the odds um he started out from from nowhere literally no money no email list um so it was interesting you know i think he captured the imagination of some people i think also his uh his uh canvassing um and people watching him and getting uh, mesmerized by his Um, I guess you would say his, his talk, his speeches, um, you know, and then he also had, uh, you know, this bright, uh, could speak a lot of languages, Mm -hmm. young, charismatic, that sort of thing. Um, so plus also he's, uh, um, gay. And so he captured the imagination of a lot of uh, people across the globe um so uh, but i can't speak specifically for nigerians because uh even within nigeria it's 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 not so common to follow um
0: american politics
1: politics. yeah Mm -hmm. so um and um yeah so um and even those that do follow you know they are split between uh, Democrats and Republicans, so it's not, it's not, um, you know, it's not really common to see a lot of people that support Pete. Uh,
0: but the fact that we are, like, I'm talking, we like the group international team Pete is is all like all around the globe. Is um, that's that's really something, right?
1: It's, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, if you think about it. Um, I don't know if there are other candidates that have that same geographical appeal. Um, I, I was talking to a friend of mine um, that is Nigerian, and he mentioned that um, he, uh, he, he found Bernie interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, outside of Bernie, I don't think I've seen a lot of other candidates have that kind of appeal. Um, yeah, yeah, you know.
0: And Bernie has been in, in politics, like national politics for a long time and has run for president already. So that's, well, we agree it's, it's, it has been an amazing year and, um, he has a lot of supporters all around. Um, and I want to get into Nigeria a bit more, you know this. Um, I um, I did some, uh, a little bit of um, uh, investigating and I found out that, I, I don't know much about <laughs> Nigeria, but I found out that it is a federal republic with a president, is that correct?
1: This is correct.
0: Okay, so for me, the setup uh, is the same as the U.S. But could you make a comparison? Like, even if you say they're not com- uh, comparable at all, can you compare those two?
1: Um, yeah, the Nigerian government is modeled, um, modeled to kind of reflect the U.S. in terms of the system. Um, mm-hmm. So we have uh, uh, three... Uh, forms of government. Three layers of government. We have the the House of Representatives. Um, they're about uh, oh really? Yes, we, we they're about a uh, three hundred and sixty House of Rep members, and we have the six states. So um, they all represent a constituency within uh, in all the states. Then we have. Um, um, the Senate The Senate is I think should be about 109 members of the Senate and uh, um, so there every state has three senators um, which makes up about 108 and then the capital has one um, senator assigned to him, to the capital so that makes it uh, 109 so um, you know, um, the only difference I would say when contrasting the U Nigeria and the U.S. is that the the laws um, are, are based on because Nigeria was colonized by the British, mm-hmm. so um, a lot of the the laws um, and even uh, the constitution was kind of based on uh, you know. First uh, colonial kind of legal framework, and yeah. that they now outgrew. Um, so, um, so there's a, a strange blend of British and American style uh, politics. Um, we I'll give you an example: the in some parts of the legal um, in the judiciary. Um, some um some parts of the chambers uh they have to wear this uh, white wigs that mm-hmm. are yeah. kind of uh I guess you could say they're kind of reminiscent of old yeah. british style um, mm-hmm. yeah and uh but in our politics we are very um, um American style. You know, we have uh, people that canvass, you know, with different uh, slogans, and uh, you know, it's the democracy is still young, but it's it's um, it's growing, and um, you know, um, it's I, that's the best I could put it for now. Um, maybe uh, if I come up with anything, if I think of anything interesting, I'll I'll put it to you as the conversation is going.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm, I'm wondering if um, with the leftover things like the Whigs, is, isn't there like a call to uh, end those parts? Uh, people who are advocating for, for getting the, the colonial things out of, um, well, uh, judiciary or politics altogether?
1: Yeah, um, what happened was, um, so Nigeria got its independence in uh, 1960. And so Mm -hmm. initially we were using, uh, like, uh, the left, the the remnants of the colonial laws, and then we had to come up with our Mm -hmm. own constitution. And yeah. then we had a civil war, um, and that was about six years into our um, independence. And then that lasted for about um, four years, three years. And then after, after that, um, uh, we had um, pretty much uh, a series of um, governments that were overtaken by the military. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, while we did have uh, changes to our constitution, um, we um, took over and then the changes they made to the constitution, um, first of all, they, they didn't even um, abide by the constitution in a free rule. And so um, eventually anything changes to the constitution were made in their favor so um so essentially the point i'm making is that um we just recently um got into a, a democratic government in 1999 which is uh
0: yeah
1: not so long ago and um so um essentially the point i'm making is um people there are
0: other priorities
1: yeah the the, the wigs um people do write about them and, you know journalists talk about it but, um nigerians are still used to generally speaking are still used to um mm-hmm. the traditional way of doing things you know to holding up traditions and then you compound that with the the military rule which lasted for a few decades and so there's not a strong tendency for a lot of people to be rebellious when it comes to certain mm-hmm. traditions um, so um, that's the best i could give i i do you know ask my um, lawyer friends and they tell me that um, that not all the that it does certain chambers and things like this. So I don't know. And it's it's also prevalent outside Nigeria as well. Within Africa, I would say uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, some countries, I think maybe even Kenya still has um, the lawyers wearing wigs. Um, So um, there needs to be a change, I guess, and it it will come.
0: But other things are are like way more important than a thing like that. Or do you think it's it's important to also um, address this?
1: Yeah, um, it's 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 an issue, but it's 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 like a symptom of a systemic issue where um, we need to um, overhaul some of our traditions, uh, modernize mm-hmm. them, and which. Um, which is happening, but it's, it's, uh, and at the same time, we also need to, um, try to create, uh, or revise the constitution to, um, to reflect the, the um, that's, um, that everybody can abide to, you know, so that's something where, um it favors just the executive and the executives are mostly um political elites that were in the military or uh, i don't know if, if this is um if this is a bit clear but um there needs to just be an overhaul um, of things mm-hmm. and we are trying we have had several attempts at that but It's still a work in progress.
0: Well, actually, you saying we need to overhaul the the constitution, um, that triggers me to to ask the question I ask everyone is, what um, of Pete's campaign do you see that is needed in your own government? And I I guess the call for normalizing the fact that the Constitution can be changed. It may be one of those things.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, um, What I I would like to take from Pete is um, the value system first, which is um, having Mm -hmm. values that unite everyone. Um, Just to give a bit of context um, in Nigeria, we have over 20, over 50 tribes, um, those, mm-hmm. and um, everybody. The, I think in terms of languages, we speak close to over 500. Those are all including, like uh, you know, tribal different tribal languages and things like this. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, you know um it's <clears throat> you need some way to unite the people you know the british government came and um kind of imposed their will on a geographical region and so mm-hmm. everybody speaks english most people speak english you know um but you need some kind of organic harmonization of the people So the people need to be united across, around certain values. Um, So I like that, I'm sorry?
0: What, oh, I'm sorry, no, continue.
1: Yeah, so so people need to be united around certain values. And so I like that Pete's uh, campaign started with values first, and um, Mm -hmm. we talk about, you know, universal values freedom um justice democracy um yeah. equality you know so these are things that we need to we need to have people that could engage the everyone around these kinds of values and then um what i would also take from pete like i said yeah constitutional reform yes um mm-hmm. Uh, I would also um, I also think that um, just his way of framing things um, would help a lot to smooth some divisions. If we had a politician that could speak in a way that um, united different groups of people, whether they had different religions or different um, uh, ethnic, backgrounds or different, you know, classes, whether poor or wealthy, um, all around particular goals, that would help a lot to bridge, uh, um, to provide some progress,
0: you know. Can you give an example of of, uh, um, something? Pete said during past year that you thought was okay. That's that's kind of brilliant way of putting it. This this could help here too.
1: Um, uh, he said a lot, but um, let me think. Um, I know um the way Pete approached religion, for example, um mm-hmm. was a way that I felt. Could bringing people that um, even if you did believe in religion, even if you didn't, um, if you were uh, with a different religion, you know, you could still empathize. He spoke in a way that was um, talking about uplifting the vulnerable people, the marginalized. Um, spoke a lot about social justice through through his. Uh, mm-hmm. um, is uh, choices of verses. Um, So that that helps a lot. Here, religion is quite strong. So if someone comes and speaks in a way that can, um, doesn't feel like it's just uh, promoting their religion at the expense of another person's religion, um, Mm -hmm. that could help a bit. Um, But there are so many issues. Um, Nigeria is a very complicated country um and so um just baby steps let's let's start with the position and then let's see if we could uh, get political parties that stand around values and you know and then from there we could look at you know helping out with other social issues like uh, reducing corruption and Helping out with reducing crime and helping out with social safety benefits and things like this. Um, so, yeah, yes, um, I could spend an hour just talking with you about uh, some of the contradictions. Um,
0: we we should do another podcast. Yeah, on
1: just yes, that. Yes. And, uh, um I would I'd very
0: much much like that. Um, yeah. So can you tell me something about how you think of yourself politically right now?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: like um, active, not active, left, right, is that something, do you think in left and right? Because I know Linnea uh, last week, she said left and right for me is a bit blah. It's 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 just non-existent in my head.
1: Well, um, I think it's easy for people because um, when they put that on that spectrum it really means you know left or right I think, um, really means um, your approach to freedom uh, mm-hmm. um, and if you keep going I, I don't know if you're familiar with this horseshoe little horse string uh, yeah theory or yeah um, you eventually yeah, you know mean. end up you know there are fascists typically on the right that concentrate freedom collectively nationally and then you also have um, I guess you would call them Marxists that also are interested mm-hmm. in um, having the party have freedom uh, collectively. so anyways I, I consider myself um,
0: Are you still there oh yeah. okay it's I, I, you were disconnected but i i i heard um i consider myself and then it okay
1: no i was saying that I, I consider myself a progressive so i uh, mm-hmm. i believe in social justice i believe in um in trying to um create um. The all. Um.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am not uh. So much on the extreme left. But I'm progressive.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and um. So, and I think um, I don't know this new of calling it like pragmatic progressives um mm-hmm. you know yeah i guess you could say you know i i believe in reform you know i believe that um that we could do make changes that make that would make the life better um and that uh it's not easy and sometimes when you make these changes they don't uh they don't um they're not they don't they are not, they're not immediately Over time mm-hmm. they, they make an impact um so yeah but uh i i talk with a friend of mine and he tells me that maybe it's because my imagination is not so strong and that that <laughs> if i was just to go a little bit uh, and uh, uh revolutionize everything things would be mm-hmm Simpler, much better. Um, there would be no poverty, no crime, a very minimal crime, and other, you know, social benefits, you know, things like that. But yeah, so um, I I um uh, I'm, I'm more of a progressive. I um I guess you could call me use the word liberal, you know, but um, I'm a progressive. Let's just put it like that. So yeah, yeah.
0: The 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 I'm um, I'm thinking as as you were speaking, um I was thinking several things. I was thinking the fact that you um, are not thinking in like revolution um, kind of way. Does that um, have to do with the fact that you're from Nigeria? Because you talked about there has been so much uh, unrest and uh there's just now uh, you're starting to build up this de- democracy and maybe the idea of having a revolution is okay wow we just came out of this period which was pretty hectic let's not do this is is that um uh typically if one can say that's for 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 someone from Nigeria but then you talked about your friend who I don't know if he's from Nigeria but he he talked about revolution so can you talk a bit about that Yeah um, um yeah
1: my my friend actually um, he lives in um, America he lives in Texas and um so but mm-hmm. uh it's interesting you asked that because um my feelings towards Nigeria uh are Closer to the left, far left. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's based on the situation. You know, um, I see in Nigeria that um, that the conditions are are not favorable for uh, a viable democracy. And um, mm-hmm. but just generally, when I'm speaking as a progressive, I, I mean like just generally in terms of. Um, following U.S. politics or or just, you know, engaging myself in conversations with other people. I find that I'm someone that is interested in helping to solve social, you know, interested in social justice. So, but in Nigeria, I don't think it's a matter of me being Nigerian. I think it's more of, um, you know, um, just an interest in my own beliefs of you know come trying to develop my own political philosophy and trying to my interest in in morals and ethics and things like this and that's what led me towards um trying to create a state that provided uh um adequate benefits for all you know um Mm -hmm. but like i said it's it depends. I, I think if you put Pete in my country, he wouldn't be the same Pete. He would be arguing for something different. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's always dependent on this thing you're living in, you know. Um, I'm sure if you if you came to my country, you probably might have a different view of what you feel is needed you know, urgently. You know, yeah. Sure. Um. So, um, there, there are tons of things that, that need uh, a change. You could see even in my um, my prescription that we should do a constitutional. That it's a bit less mm-hmm. uh, revolutionary than um, what a few people I know are calling for, like just, uh, you know nigeria has has been uh, um there's some there have been some groups of people that have been calling for a secession from the state uh, yeah oh, wow. yeah okay. um so uh, people that feel like the state is a failed state and so they need to um to break out and just to stay together and and um, something new. There, there are systemic problems, and so unless we change the the, the problems will persist, you know. So I'm more, um, I guess you could say I'm more, I don't mind overhaul if it's done in a rational way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how, you know, um, yeah.
0: Did you already think this way before Pete's campaign because the campaign actually made me very much politically much more than I was before and and has made me reflect on who, where I am on the political spectrum and how I think about politics were you this kind of Pragmatic progressive already, or has the, the Pete's campaign had an influence on
1: the Pete's campaign? Has definitely had an influence. Um, I, I, in 2016, um, I was uh interested in Bernie, um, mm-hmm. and um, and then I considered uh, Hillary to, I didn't really. to be as progressive even though she did do a bunch of progressive things Um, so I was Mm -hmm. that when I met Pete I found someone that um, uh, he uh, applied he spoke in a way that was extremely um, rational but also compassionate Mm -hmm. and also You know fair even though I'd agree to him on things uh, I if if I if I disagree to him on a few things I you know I could see the rationale behind his thinking Um, so um, and then I just found him very politically um, he could see problems um, that would arise when it came to how um, his messages were framed at, um, mm-hmm. way in advance, you know, so, um, so there was something like that. And, um, so yeah, um, that I, 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 learned, I definitely didn't consider myself a pragmatic, progressive until Pete's campaign. Um, and, um, I don't even like using that word pragmatic. but it's fine you know i don't mind um Mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah it's it's different i did obama um yeah i used to live in the united states why i wasn't politically active uh i i i was aware of obama and obama um I, i saw how he generated so much uh Enthusiasm, he won, and he won. I saw. I started really paying attention, and I saw how treated. You know, um, I saw sort of the politics um, in the Senate and in the House worked, and I started to observe. And so, um, yeah, you could say that I I became more of like a Democrat. Um, and time then <clears throat> I now started listening and trying to pay attention to other the next election and I saw Hillary and bernie and um so yeah, so there were things like that on but with Pete it was very very organic you know
0: yeah how how did that happen what what was your role that's
1: that's uh you know what what happened was um I was just trying to have an idea of who was running, you know, just to, just out of curiosity. I came across uh, a YouTube video of Pete. Um, I watched it and, you know, it seemed interesting. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't really know much about him. I didn't know anything about him, you know, and he wasn't, uh, he mm-hmm. hadn't yet, uh, run. he was just doing his exp- exploration um uh, committee um and um mm-hmm. so yeah but i listened and then I, um gradually i started listening watching more videos and i found him very compelling very very compelling. and then um i think he had released um his autobiography his mem- uh, his memoir um before he ran before yeah. he officially i think so uh, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I, I watched uh, a few videos where he was talking about it. I started to learn more about his background, you know, and I was like, wow, I was very impressed. And then, what I, what I really, what drew me to Pete was his, um, his style. Um, he has a very um, classic style, very clean then also mm-hmm. his uh his intellectual interests were also things that were in that i had interests in you know and um and then also just so many other things i was like wow this guy is he's uh yeah Something. He, it's a long shot still i mean uh, and then gradually i just started following just to keep and then at some point Few months after that, when he uh, he did a town hall, it did really well. I started watching a bunch of, I, I just realized I need I had an urge to get more uh, content, you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, so I was like, wow. So where do I do this? I only use uh, Twitter. Um, I never used Twitter until I started following Pete. Then I just. You know, started to get on it Twitter, and I started to get more info on Pete and more content, and I was like, "Wow!" So that's that's pretty my my story. Yeah, um, it's it's just uh, I found him very uh, fascinating as a as a politician. I liked him. Also, another thing I would add to. I felt a lot of his framing was stuff that I thought about um, maybe a few years ago, um, and I would argue with myself mm-hmm. like, why are Democrats framing this this way? Why don't they frame it like this or like that? You know, like his whole yeah. freedom thing mm-hmm. was something I've definitely, I've definitely had a thought about, you know, in the past. So yeah. I was like, this guy is just, uh, you know. He's just doing all the right things, you know. So, yes, so that's, that's pretty much it.
0: That's pretty much a road of peace. Well, so next question is actually not really a question because, um, you asked me if we could have like a little discussion and on several topics, and you wanted to ask me some questions too, uh, which I am excited and kind of scared about. But um, you, uh, well, we talked about several topics and the one we decided we should start with is um, democracy. And well, I'll I'll leave it to you to to introduce why you wanted to talk about it. And I'll, I have some questions for you, but uh, I await your questions too. Sure.
1: Um, so I, I wanted to talk about democracy because um, it's quite convenient, uh, apt, uh, appropriate, because um, uh, in Nigeria, we recently celebrated uh, Democracy Day two days mm-hmm. ago. And, um, and that celebration was because um, a few years back, in the 90s early 90s um we had an election um where which was generally considered a free and fair election where uh, mm-hmm. the candidate uh won the election and his election was um uh, annulled by the, oh. the the previous uh the um essentially was annulled by the the pres, the present uh, head of state who was a military person who had promised mm-hmm. to um, to hand over to civilians so that caused a lot of outrage and because of that um, eventually it led to more military rule um, for a few years until 1999 when uh, we had uh, officially, uh, democratic um, civilian role. So Nigeria has had a turbulent history with democracy, um, and mm-hmm. so that's that's interesting. Um, and then also the fact that uh, I find the U.S. Uh, um, having some issues with it- democracy as well. So we could talk about it. I, I personally. Um, would like to discuss uh, instead of going over a definition maybe we could just discuss some of the aspects of um, uh, some of the conditions that I, you think I think would uh, be necessary for a good democracy
0: yeah but because that's it, right you can have one in in name um, uh, but it, like with America, it it calls itself a democracy. but like what Pete says, are they really? Um, and and I agree. A democracy ha- needs some like basics uh, that need to be there for it to function correctly. And I, as a teacher, of course, i'm I'm thinking education. Okay um and and in uh, the the two things i think about is education in history i'm also a history teacher so that's also just talking in my own lane okay um teaching about history and also teaching um about uh just uh being a citizen and what what comes with that because it's it's um, maybe it's just become too easy to, to just complain and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that as a person who has just now, um, found out that she has been doing that. Okay. So I, I th- those are some of the things I think about that are needed for a democracy to work. What do you think?
1: I think, uh, education is definitely a key factor um the people that have a democracy have to be able to value that democracy so education would, mm-hmm. would give you at least an appreciation of the democracy that you have the freedoms you have yeah. um and also gives you an idea of what other countries are dealing with so you have uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know some way to contrast um so that's that and then uh, i would also add um there has to be a a level of um equity when it comes to um i guess no a a very uh limited poverty or um the, the the population in general has to not be to be able to experience to appreciate democracy Uh, Mm -hmm. Nigeria has a very poor population. So um, democracy um, doesn't really mean much to people that are um, trying to survive, you know, to get food and water and things like that. Um, So, and then also it, it, it helps. It hurts because when people want to choose their leaders, um they might go for someone that is offering them direct incentives like if andrew yang came to nigeria he probably would be president you know i'm just i'm just i'm just kidding but um you know um definitely if someone uh, a lot of politicians in my country they offer um direct uh direct things to yeah to To get support um, um, so yeah so that's that so we need to have that but I think what is also critical too is a free and independent media and mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the problems the US is having is um, that uh, the media um, I, I don't know whether you would say they're free um, they are constrained also by their bosses in terms of mm-hmm. um, there's that but also the fact that um, uh, they the media is uh, not is doing a disservice to to americans over there um, the existence of a media group that is designed to spread disinformation things like this um they get away with it because uh a lot of the media is the media is protected by the first amendment you know but you know a free democracy a good democracy needs to have a media that is um that is honest that is providing balanced Mm -hmm. coverage uh that is um that is free to report on different people, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think Americans are getting that. Um, that sort of uh, the media isn't helping their democracy; it's it's hurting it. But yeah.
0: how do you achieve this? I'm I'm thinking like in the Netherlands. Uh, well, uh, the media. The media. I, I think we need to let go of this thing of this idea of being unbiased because every media outlet is in some way more bias. or less biased. But I think um, we have the, the different um, uh, media outlets, they're okay-ish in their bias, but we still have this um, a right-wing party that has started their own channel um, uh, because they are getting pushback, uh, and um, so how how do you uh, let people see that it's okay to discuss things, to uh, to have freedom of speech, but at the same time getting pushback for the things you are saying from either the left or the right. How how does one do that?
1: Yeah, I think I think the the key is um, first of all you have to make sure that the media doesn't have direct connections to political parties. Um, mm-hmm. So it has to be um, even though they have a bias, they have to let you know upfront that they have a bias and then they have Mm -hmm. to um um, follow journalistic ethics so um if they are presenting something even if you have a bias you you can't um, um you have to your bias is constrained by the reality of what you're presenting so um you can't have a bias and distort someone's message because you have a bias so that i'm free to you know um edit a video that misleadingly shows that protesters are are being more violent than normal or something like this or you know mm-hmm. so um I think that's the problem. the The U.S. hasn't, uh, and I don't know about um, Holland. Um, do you first of all? Do you prefer Holland or the Netherlands? I don't know which is. Uh... Well,
0: it's it's fine either way. There are I I watch YouTube videos, people discussing why we call Holland Holland, and it's for all I mean, Dutch people it's it's the same thing you can say the Netherlands and you can say okay
1: Holland. okay so yeah, yeah. Uh, in in Holland um, I maybe the there are standards like this where the media has to um, even if you are opening a channel um, for you to call yourself a news organization you have to follow certain mm-hmm. um, guidelines and things um, I think essentially the news in, in, in America has overgrown its regulation and be, yes, a lot of it is based on guidelines and norms, which, um, the, um, which are being constantly, um, crossed, you know, and uh, there's no repercussion for that. Um, and um, I'll give you an example. Fox News um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in February claimed that uh, coronavirus was a was a hoax. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did that for a few weeks. and uh, now we know several hundreds of thousands of people have died. Uh, they, they are claiming they can't be held accountable because of their right to freedom of speech that's that's the mm-hmm. argument they, yeah. they are using in court because people are trying to sue them they say they have freedom of speech and that these are opinion pundits and you know they they, uh, they have freedom of speech so they they are clearly um finding ways to um, they know that their opinion coverage is quite significant. Uh, it's quite massive. Um, and mm-hmm. they know that they have such a wide outrage and they are able to, uh, at least for the meantime, avoid any responsibility for their views. Um, so I, I find, um, you know, I don't know how it is that you said a right wing, uh, right wing group. Set up a channel? Did, mm-hmm. did they set it up as a, yeah. a media channel, like a news channel, or something? I
0: I have to admit that I haven't seen it myself yet. Maybe fortunately, mm-hmm. um, it, it's I believe it's set up more or less like a news channel, and mm-hmm. um, it's presented as such too. Yeah,
1: that that that, uh, and uh, the there are no regulations on. On that, anybody can just set up a news channel in the Netherlands without, yeah,
0: really, yeah,
1: yeah, wow, that,
0: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so that, but probably there are some things you have to do, but I, uh, um, I, I have in, in my mind, I already know of some examples of, of channels that have popped up in, in the past like 20 years that that are really outrageous so yeah I'm I'm thinking that more or less you can start your own channel if if you want to yeah Yeah. so mm
1: -hmm. and
0: uh, I'd have to uh, check if this um uh, if this is broadcasted on TV, because that's that's not that's a problem, too, you know, because even if it's not broadcasted on TV and people are leaving uh, the TV and the mainstream media, they will be able to find a YouTube channel or um, like if you go to the website for the, that poli- political party and you find a link to their YouTube t- channel you're there already the people don't need to watch mainstream media yes anyone. which
1: is which brings us to a delightful point which uh, uh, because we're still talking about democracy and um, mm-hmm. so um, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll bring this back a bit to Nigeria just for uh, a second uh, yeah. in Nigeria we have uh, uh, there was a law passed two, three years ago where um, anyone could be detained if they um, if they use social media to harass, annoy, um, um, spread misinformation, you know, um, or just uh, anything that um, could be construed as annoying.
0: So, on, on, the, on its face, this seems like a good idea, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there were some problems yeah, with this. Yeah, so
1: there. this law has been used to target journalists. So, for example, oh. uh, a journalist was being held up, uh, detained um, for several, I guess a week or two weeks, several weeks. Um, and he was being detained using this law. This law says that uh, um, you are free to, you know, because he was reporting on the state's response to coronavirus um, with the mm-hmm. testing and things like this. Um, so um, it's it's a bit too expansive that 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 statute. Uh, you can't criminalize people because you find their views annoying um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or because you're irritated um there was a journalist uh that was a media personality that was detained uh illegally again um i guess in my own view legally um using this statute because he uh he gave he said a poem that kind of uh touched on the uh, ministers he, you know he, gave, he he made a poem on a broadcast where he kind of referenced uh, a minister And uh, the minister found Mm it uh, very, um, he was offended by it or annoyed and decided to detain detain his wife as well. So so Nigeria has a lot of problems with democracy, uh, but the key thing is what you're talking about with social media. So now um, I was talking about the whole idea of um, having some standards Where you can't just go on uh, the news and blatantly, you know, mainstream media and blatantly lie um, and have no, um, and say that you're protected by um, freedom of speech, you know. Um, But when it comes to social media, we are all participants, right? So I could say something that could generate a lot of interest. Uh, and um, so let me ask you this question Um, uh, are you familiar with the the whole Mark Zuckerberg um, um, allowing um, uh, not really fact checking on Twitter on Facebook um, talking points Uh, do you think that uh, that is okay or not okay?
0: Well, I'm, I'm finding myself uh, a bit of a hypocrite at this point, because I still have Facebook. Okay. And I, I do see it as a problem. Okay. Um, uh, so, yes, I actually think that the only way, well, there are multiple ways, but one of the major ways to, to make clear that this is a problem is by just taking away uh, money and influence. And the only way you could do that is to quit your account and not be on Facebook. Yeah. anymore. Um, it's it's a cage because my entire family and all my friends are there. Uh, I've been posting there for 10 years yeah. now, so if I leave, where where does everything go? Um, it's it's the setup is is, is amazing to keep you um, constrained there. So um, what what do you think? Yeah, of-
1: it's it's interesting because um, um, I don't know. I I find that um, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's argument is that once somebody starts being an arbiter of truth, then it's mm-hmm. a bigger issue than whatever is being said, you know. And since Facebook is a private organization, um, it's not the government, you know, it's even more problematic, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I don't know, I, I, I feel like um, a democracy needs to be able to... Um, for it to be a viable democracy, you should be able to have freedom of, um, freedom of uh, expression, freedom of uh, thought, whatever. But you should also be free to not be um, um, bombarded by propaganda. You know, free from. Uh, yeah. So, and if you are using social media, which is kind of like uh, you can't. You can't tell people in these in these periods to just shut off your Facebook, shut off Twitter, um, shut off mm-hmm. you know because people are so engrossed in social media. It's it's really uh, part of a lifestyle, you know. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I I feel like uh, the government definitely needs to step in to. Um, to ensure that misinformation um, or, or I'll put it this way. Um, if, if, uh, if people are allowed to sue Facebook, I don't know if this, they're allowed to do that now for misinformation that could help to, to reduce, know. Um, you know, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit confusing because uh what is the line between, uh, because it's social media, what is the line between uh, misinformation and just your opinion? You know, if, yeah.
0: Yeah. This this is, again, one of the reasons why I think education is important. We're, we're getting in this era where um, what, what we're teaching in school is not... Not the most important thing we should be teaching anymore. Like I teach the German language. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. But what we should actually be teaching is critical thought. Um, uh, how do I fact check? Uh, what what is a fact? Um, how do I politely disagree with someone? Um, things like that. And um, because I agree, the, the 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 government should set some guidelines, but we also have to give um, this responsibility to people, and those that responsibility um, needs some education in in its base. You know, kids already should be taught uh, to um, question videos they see and i see this already happening like we're not educating them on it but they are already self policing oh, a lot so that's that, that that yeah that's pretty pretty positive but i i think we in education should have a larger role in in um yeah in, in that
1: yeah, discussion yeah education education i i agree with you 100% education is necessary um I think even with education the fact is that people are using um, smartphones at a younger and younger age um I'll give you an mm-hmm. example my nephew um, uses his iPad to play is well, was a uh, last I saw him it was about you know 18 months um, you know so mm-hmm. people are Children, babies are getting uh, technology, um, getting used to using technology much, much earlier. Social media is also there, you know. Um, but the 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 other aspect of it too is um, you can be highly educated and still be misinformed by uh, deceptive uh, media, by deceptive, uh, you know, if someone alters, uh, um, a message, or they just, uh, this is, this is what happens all the time. And this is why Twitter is such a, a cesspool of conspiracy theories. Um, because, uh, journalists might just cherry pick, um, a quote, uh, and, yeah. um, you, and because people are not, uh, checking um because you don't even if you are a critical thinker just the level of exposure to different content is so high that it's impossible for you to fact check or to go through every yeah you know yes going, so yeah. um they just look at you know people that they you know journalists and they look at quotes and so it's very fast and they get information and it's it's misinformation. And a lot of very educated people, uh, I remember seeing Paul Krugman talk about Pete Buttigieg, uh, Paul Krugman, Nobel Prize winner, um, still using, um, referring to Pete um, based on uh, something that was, I guess falsifiably pro, uh, disproven uh, maybe four months prior to his you know mm-hmm. I think he was talking about how Pete was uh, friends with Mark Zuckerberg and the connection this is a, an economist that is uh, who won the Nobel Prize so you, you know okay. it's like if you um, it's difficult there has to be some kind of regulation And um, unfortunately, the problem is um, there are some people that believe that um, uh, a lot of the opinions we have are shaped by uh, um, a certain kind of mindset, which is shaped by um, people that are interested in increasing their capital. So Mm -hmm. they find that uh, they want to just, um, you know, for example, I'll give you an example. Maybe they feel like a lot of our behaviors, like social media use, uh, buying things online, you know, all these things are shaped by people that want us to keep doing these things so that we could, they could make more money and, you know, we can keep buying more things and so uh, they want to I guess change control the narrative you know because they think we our Mm -hmm. opinions are kind of like uh, the way my friend who is a Marxist explained it to me he said it's like um, someone that is addicted that you can't expect someone that is addicted to alcohol to make uh, to have a free opinion on uh, on alcoholic products, that the best thing you could do is to mm-hmm. attack the, you know, destroy the people that are supplying the alcohol, and then control the media the person has until the person is able to think, um, let be less addicted. I guess that's just paraphrasing. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. It's uh it's complicated, but uh, I I don't know. Misinformation is so deadly. Hmm?
0: But this, this this discussion in itself should I'm I'm going to step on my soapbox the entire time I think, uh, but this this discussion should be held in schools because it is really complex. So. Um, we can um, talk about the, democracy is, is such it's, it's such a beautiful word right everyone wants democracy and um, in the Netherlands around the, the time that we were um, we, we celebrate this yeah. uh, Liberation Day from the yeah. uh, Second World War and everyone talks about just uh, let's celebrate our freedom and our democracy yet it, but that those are just words and democracy is complex So we should talk about all the differences of opinion there are and how we can still live in the same country and the same world Uh with each other and have a difference of opinion, because at the end of the day, democracy means that everyone gets a vote um, and um, everyone has a right to their opinion and um, you have to count in all the different factors and all the, 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 the people that are voting. So, yeah, I agree. It's, it's really, it's, it's yeah, complex. Yeah. I, I,
1: I think, yeah. And I, I agree with you. Um, we need to do more of that, um, from, uh, from an early age, even in schools. Um, uh, uh, I think even, um, since you touch on history too, um, I would also add just another condition to democracy too, which is uh, uh, having a good knowledge of. I guess it's part of education, but um, having a good knowledge of your history helps um, a lot. Yeah. Um, so. Um, so yeah, there are so many so many aspects, but um, definitely, yeah, I I, I think. Um, that we need to touch on that because the media the media plays a huge role um, even more pernicious than the current administration in the US is the is the media you know and uh, until that is resolved and just to add just a quick point is that in the ten debates uh, that um, the Democrats had um, I don't think they had one single question um, they had a question about going on Fox News, um, but they never had any question mm-hmm. about. Um, um, well, to my knowledge, yeah, about Your yeah, accountability. about accountability, about misinformation, about um, partisanship. Uh, you know, the the U.S. has been becoming more partisan. Um, over the past 30 years than it was prior to that. Um, and um, so you can't have, a, um, what do you call it, a, a government that works if you have partisans. You know what I, I wanted to say is that uh, the constitution that the Americans rely on so much uh, the, uh, the US constitution, uh, the the only way to mm. it's it's t- generally it's it's sound, but the only way to to hack it down like a virus is if everybody is uh is if you're utilizing partisanship. So if the if the judges are partisan, and uh, mm-hmm. the that's the. Supreme Court heavily partisan, and then you have a very heavily partisan uh, um, House or Senate, and then you have a partisan president. That's a president that exploits that. Yeah. You really do not have a lot of safeguards because you know they all work towards their own interest. So um, yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, that's an issue
0: um that's that's why why um, Pete's uh, democ- uh, democratic reform um, ideas made so much yes, sense Yes right? um,
1: democratic reform for that, that was one of the the things that caught my attention first of all and um, you know, mm-hmm. he was for abolishing the electoral college um and you know having some constitutional reforms and I felt, yeah, if Americans select him, he would would accomplish a lot of things. You know, um, I think I, I would have preferred if Pete came out with his plan. I, I don't remember uh, seeing um, his democratic reform plan um, in full. Maybe it, it's there, but I, I don't remember seeing it. I remember him talking about different aspects of it, um and um, you know so.
0: I know it was, I know it was on the website, and I know it was there in um yeah. like an infographic. I'm not sure if it was like a white paper with with yeah, details. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and like actually,
1: that. actually, I feel like um, if Pete decides to run in the future, um, he will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It, it's not even in white paper because he will have to make a lot of changes uh, just based on the current situation now um, to to mm, adapt yeah. to that. So, but I would have liked to see white paper on, on that. Um, and so, yeah. So, but um, definitely, democratic reform is is huge. It's not sexy, um, and it's not something that uh, people, I think, really appreciate. Uh, People want some things that are more tangible. So um, Mm -hmm. he says democratic reform, Uh, it seems abstract. What what is he really, you know? But if he's talking about reforming uh, the police, immediately um, it captures, you know, your attention. Or reforming uh, this institution or that institution. Or, you know, gerrymandering or whatever, you know. Um, so it's it's quite a broad term. So he he needs to uh, pitch it in a in a more concrete way, but uh, definitely has a lot of appeal. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if I agree because it it depends on um, uh, how much some of those re- reforms um, uh, have an mm-hmm. impact on your life, right? So reforming the, the Supreme Court may not seem very sexy, but it may seem very sexy if you were one of the people who could get married because of one of those votes. And you have been campaigning for for like decades exactly. or something like that. So I think it, I, it also really depends on what what you're for, what what group you're in? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would
1: I, I agree with that, but I would say that um, you know um, a lot of people that could benefit from um, um, reforming the democracy. Reforming the democracy should benefit everyone. You know, ideally. Yeah. yeah. And Pete's um, Pete's uh, I guess whether you could call it a challenge or his, his uh, the way he should pitch it, in, in my view, is to find the concrete ways that your life will be improved with the democratic reform. And it can appeal across race, mm-hmm. gender, um, uh, sexuality, um, any other kind of reform, uh, any other uh, minority group will be impacted. Buy it, Um, but when he talks of democratic reform, um, you know, he might talk about you know, help choosing our own politicians. I heard Pete talk about um, how the 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 politicians choose their own constituents instead of you know, and that's Mm -hmm. true, and that's definitely a huge problem, and if he solved that problem um through reform that would help so many people but I find that many people um in in my experience just my observation to um in America specifically um they don't really appreciate um it it does it seems still a bit more abstract do you know know what I mean and um um you know how many Americans, if you take a poll, know who their Congress people are or who the local mayors or things of this sort. So um, Mm. it needs to be more concrete. I think also the other reason why I think so is because he can bridge the progressives. That's the, not the progressives, the far left, the Bernie Warren uh, group of Mm -hmm. progressives. Um, He can, he can bridge that divide. If he does that, if he speaks in that way, because yeah. um, um, a lot of the issues they they preach, um, they they focus on, can't be resolved without uh, democratic reform. You know, you can't have all the things you want without democratic reform. So it's it's such a crucial crucial thing. Um, so um, it's something that I think he could find a way to bridge with uh, the AOC, uh, Bernie Wing, Uh yeah, Mm -hmm. so.
0: There is so much I want to discuss with you because I I, I really think we should maybe do like a, a second season of this podcast and we just talk about all the different Topics that we that we um, prepared for today because I I really want to like talk about peace future we touched on that and we kind of touched on reform versus revolution just now and a little bit on identity politics too so um, but I don't want this episode to be like two hours so I think we we should leave it there. And maybe do another episode or an entire okay. season. I'm not okay. kidding. Um, we may do uh, that. I'd rip- I'll, I'll appreciate yeah, that. You seems know. nice.
1: I'd appreciate that.
0: Yeah, it's it's, and this is good for me too. To to uh, have to reflect on all these things and and the way I think about them. Um, so we're going to the close of this episode. And I always ask if you have a quote or a song or a piece of text or an article that reminds you of Pete. Uh, Um, I actually
1: was looking at... um, um, There's a quote I was trying to pull up by um, Isaiah Berlin, who is...
0: uh, I love... I'm sorry, I'm just going to... uh, Pitch to everyone that they have to uh, go to the, the the philosophize this podcast and check both episodes on Isaiah Berlin. I'm um, um, I should not probably say I love this or I love that, but I I fell in love with Isaiah Berlin a little bit. Yeah, but, okay, uh, but I,
1: I I didn't Please. have a a specific quote. I just remember um, reading about his two concepts of freedom, and I reminded me of, of Pete, mm-hmm. um, you know, Freedom From and Freedom To, you know, and I felt that that is such mm-hmm. a, you know, if he really, you know, it, it's such a nice way to frame issues because it captures so much. Um, yeah. And uh, I, um, I was trying to go over some of Pete's um, white papers of his uh, Douglas plan and i noticed that he he actually did use Mm -hmm. this freedom from freedom to um framing uh to talk about uh racial justice you know um so I, Mm i it's not a quote but i i just felt that um that that was something that pete um reminded me of pete and um so that's that and then you know um yeah i i'm reminded uh, daily about his character his good uh his compassion um, and uh, you know just his general um goodwill you know so he's he's a, he's definitely a a political yeah. talent you know one that we should take uh take a lot of notice um yeah i haven't read yeah. his uh book yet um so maybe if I wish I could have quoted something from his uh, memoir, but I haven't uh, haven't read his memoir yet. But uh, maybe I'll. I I uh,
0: I recommend getting the audio book if you're into yeah. that because it's amazing. Like it, him hearing him him uh, speak already is it's it's a really good thing. It's it's yeah it's something else. I I I've read the book, but I've also heard the audiobook and if i have to recommend one of them then if audiobooks are okay. your thing okay. do the that's
1: that's definitely something i will uh i will i will do i i have to i have to read it i have to listen to it you know to get a hold of it so definitely well you know um
0: so to to close up i have a quick answer round um and i'll ask you some questions and you keep okay. your answer as short as possible um best place to go to in nigeria
1: um, i would say uh, lagos lagos is the former capital
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh it has a lot of yeah uh, you could find anything there you know, food, culture, um, people of all races, uh, and uh, it's it's an interesting, very bubbly place.
0: Awesome. Um, what's a wow. book everyone should read?
1: That's a really huge question. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. I think... Um, I would recommend. Um, can, can I? Can I? Can you give me some time to think about that? Because it's actually such a huge question. I don't want to be on the record recommending something. I don't. <laughs> something I don't.
0: Of course. <laughs> of course, I can even like um, uh, uh, quote it in in um, uh, at the end or in the beginning uh, okay. of my own intro. You know, it's all fine. Um, Best quote, of um,
1: best quote of Pete. Um let's see. I I like the one he the Soulcraft one. I, I didn't even get it at first, but I was like, you know, um that you know um but let me see. I think one that I really liked about uh Pete was um you know Pete uh he talked about Separating, not, you know, separating, not separating people into two halves, Um, um, you know, trying to see the good in every person is the general sentiment behind it. Um, So, yeah, that's one. Um, There are probably others, but it's, you know, my mind is so, um, so studgy these days. So...
0: But we all know this, the the, the quote, and, and when he said it, like, uh, mm-hmm. in the interview mm-hmm. with and on yeah. the couch beside him, and, yeah, yeah. So last question, if we have a potluck with all of international teams, what would you bring?
1: Um, I would bring, um, that's a very good question, maybe I would bring a dish, a, a rice dish, um, uh, I like I like rice. Um, mm-hmm. Lately, I've been making some salads, so maybe I could bring an experimental salad or a Nigerian salad um, that you could try. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, so, what what makes that's a, good a salad Nigerian? What ma- what even makes a salad a salad? you know, uh, when you really get into it, um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, there are some uh, Nigerians don't really eat salads like that, but there's a dish uh, from my own tribe, um, which also and also other tribes that are located mm-hmm. in the South. And essentially what happens is uh, they they make uh, this kind of vegetable dish made from um, the oil palm, fruits special fruits that grow in the region mm-hmm. and uh, it just comes out so tasty it's uh, I wish I could describe it to you um, I could probably send you a picture of it to have a look um, yeah it's called ugba. yes uh,
0: you will have to uh, yeah, write me so, how um, I need really, to that
1: it's really wonderful um so yeah, but um, um, you know, it's it's I'll would, I'll would bring something like a rice dish. We're we're pretty good with rice, and uh, we make uh, really good dishes. Um, we also have uh, some soups that are vegetable soups that are good. Um, so maybe I could, I could bring something like that mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. What 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 would you bring?
0: This something. What would I bring? Um, it depends. Does it really? Does it need I, to I, be I very would Dutch? expect
1: nothing, nothing less, or, you know, um, it has to be something I could find in uh, Eindhoven or somewhere. <laughs> or somewhere.
0: <laughs> oh, so i know to a potluck i can bring something sweet too right it doesn't need to yeah, be, it doesn't it have need to, to be, to be safe, savory. Of so if you talk in the uh, the, the surroundings of eindhoven um, we're uh, in brabant so then i would say we okay. i bring uh, bosobola which is this puff pastry uh, covered wow. in chocolate with whipped wow. cream in
1: it. Yeah, that would bring um, back uh, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa vibes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so. Yeah. So I'm going to bring Bossa Bola to this potluck. This this yeah. needs to happen uh, at some point.
1: Definitely. But, um, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Are you still there? Oh
1: okay. Um, No, no. I was just saying that. um, So it's it's it will be a a lovely, um, lovely occasion. I definitely feel like we should find a way to meet up at some point. Um, You know, or Mm. you know, at least just a potluck would be quite interesting. Um, And uh, definitely, you know. yeah, it's an amazing opportunity to be involved with uh, Team Pete internationally, and uh, so it's it's great. Um, I uh, I realized I didn't offer much about my, myself, you know, but uh, um, at least you could know that uh, I'm a, an okay cook. So you're you you uh, you will yeah. find it edible. Um, and uh hopefully n- no problems there and uh yeah i also do a little work as an entrepreneur so in the food space so um mm-hmm. yeah yeah so oh. um so that's that's that um so definitely the, i am always appreciative of this podcast and speaking with you it's amazing so would like to do more um, and i could probably talk with you off the record um, of a lot on a lot of issues as well so
0: doesn't always have
1: to be recorded because
0: mm, yeah
1: yeah maybe one day i might yeah i might run for yeah,
0: sure. president
1: of my country and then i get called oh my goodness why you were you talking with Gucci uh, and uh, you mentioned <laughs> You mentioned you like uh, these puff pastries and that, that could be my could <laughs> be my ruin. Yeah, yeah. So um,
0: downfall. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I uh I love talking to you and um I, we are definitely on the record also going to do okay. some some uh, extra episodes because oh, that's um, perfect. Same here. I love the Same discussion here. with yeah. you. So we'll talk on Twitter and speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So was I right or was I right about this being another fantastic conversation? I wonder what your thoughts are on democracy as we talked about it on this episode. And if you feel like it, leave me a voice message on the Anchor app where you can listen to this podcast. Mm I am curious to hear what your considerations have been during the episode as you were listening. Um, Some of the things we mentioned I will link to in the description of the episode. And I will link to Democracy Day in Nigeria. Um, The fact that Nigerian Nigerian judges still wear wigs. Um, I will link to the Philosophize This podcast. I mentioned this briefly when Mr. Glassface talks about Isaiah Berlin. Um, The Nigerian dish... Um, he mentions is called Uqba and I will uh, drop a link to and the book everyone should read um, Mr. Glassface did not answer this in this episode but he gave me a title afterwards and he recommends The Art of Personality by Hazrat Inayet Khan I really hope I pronounced that correctly who is a Sufi and he calls it truthful and very concrete I'll say it again, every single person has a story. And this has become more and more clear to me uh, during the past year following Pete, but definitely also by doing these interviews. And apart from them being informative, I also hope these episodes keep you motivated to keep seeing a person and a person with their own story in this time when politics is so polarized. So, everyone, stay safe. Call your mom and let hate sit alone.